Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Stories podcast. I'm your host, Brent Olson, one of the directors of the Institute for Mountain Research at Westminster College here in Salt Lake City. At Westminster, we're in the midst of another semester back complicated by COVID and another wintering, wondering about the snowpack in the mountains and what that means for lake levels down the road. It's a time for us to be questioning our place in the world and our commitment to our communities, which is why today I'm thrilled to be bringing you another chapter in our collaboration with Dr. Shomei Pu. As part of her project, Mountains and Stories, Building Community Among Asian Refugees and Immigrants. For the last nine months or so, we've been sharing stories of Asian refugees and immigrants in the Salt Lake Valley. Today, we're going to share our conversation with Catherine Elizabeth Sally Tuella Maliatoa Tumalatais Vigel. Catherine moved to Samoa from Utah in 2012 and recently graduated from Manoa Academy here in Salt Lake City. She sat down last fall with our documentary production team, Natalie Bourne and Marina McTee. Here's her story. My name is Catherine Moana Elizabeth Sali Itu Walemalia Toto Malatai Figel. And I was born and raised in Samoa and moved to Utah in 2012. Well, I actually, I just graduated June, June 4th. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I graduated June 4th of this year. I went to Mana Academy Charter School. It's a charter school in West Valley City, Utah. I was about seven or eight when we moved to Utah. Oh, there's actually a lot of islands. Um, there's a lot. I think there's there's a few main islands, but I grew up in Apia in a small village uh, called Laivase. And that's where I grew up with my family. That's where I was raised on the land. And we grew our own, we grew everything. We grew our fruits, our vegetables. And we had, we even had like a small farm where we raised like pigs and, and chickens. So it was, it was actually, it was a great experience living in Samoa. So. I kind of remember a few things. I don't really remember a lot, but I just remember it being all green. Like everything is like green. There were like no mountains, no, no nothing, just a lot of plantation and I have no idea how to explain it. There were like a lot of animals and like there, you don't really see a lot of people, if that makes sense, because a lot of the families, they have like a lot of land that belongs to their families. So you don't really see a lot of people unless you go to the main part of the islands. Uh, in Samoa, we had like huge families and there's and they all have like a part in like all the farming and like what happens on the land. I think that be, I hope that makes sense. But yeah, it was kind of like everyone had there were like so many families and they all had like their own property. Like they all took care of like a part of the land. So um, the word mountain in Samoan is Maunga. In American Samoa, they have one mountain. It's just one huge mountain in American Samoa, but in in the smaller islands and uh, um, Western Samoa, there aren't really, it's just like mostly flat land and hills. There aren't really any mountains. I actually, I think it was, I think 2000 something where I moved from Western Samoa to American Samoa with my family. So, 
And then from American Samoa, we moved to Utah. So yes, I actually know quite a bit about American Samoa. It gets really foggy up there. There's like, there's only one road leading to the mountains. There's only one road that goes up and comes down. And they also have farms up there too. And it's a lot colder because of course it's mountains, but there's obviously no snow, but I don't know how to explain this, but yeah, it gets quite chilly up there. And there are actually a lot of farms up there too. I think in in American Samoa, there's more farms up in the mountains than it is anywhere else because it's mostly populated. It has, they have more shops and like, and buildings than they do in Western Samoa. So I think that's why they're a little different. Yes, um, so me and my family actually lived on the mountain. They called it Alaska in English. It was Alaska, but I don't know. I, I don't know what it, I forgot what it was in Samoan because everyone re referred to it as like Alaska, the mountain. There were actually a lot of people that lived up there. Obviously not as much as the people who lived in like the other villages and stuff, but there were a lot of people there. And um, I think it was great because I actually liked it better than living with everyone else like living like in the villages because it was like very a lot pe more peaceful I guess and the community up there was was great like everyone like we were all how do you say this everyone got along really well this is, honestly I kind of miss it oh I wish I could go back and visit <laughs> we moved quite a lot when we were in American Samoa because we had like we kind of had some family problems going on. So we like moved a lot. Um, at one point we were homeless in Samoa and it was kind of like a homeless shelter that we lived at up there, but we were the only ones who lived. Us and another family, but we got along very well. It was actually just me, my mom and my four brothers. I have four siblings, including the one sitting over there. <laughs> and yeah, we all lived there together. It was it was hard, but I, we got along very well. We managed to to make it out. Like I, when I was little, I couldn't I couldn't tell that we were homeless. You know, we were living a really happy life. We were comfortable. Um, I think my mom raised us very well, so we couldn't really tell what was going on. We just like enjoyed like every moment of it. I guess. It didn't feel like we were missing anything. I just thought, oh, I'm here with my family, you know, like this is where we're gonna stay, it's fine, you know? And yeah, I didn't really think any of it. It was just, I was just glad that I was there with everyone, you know, that I was there with my family, that we had actually had a place to stay, that we were safe. It was on the mountain. It was like a huge pink building. I think there, are, there were about like three floors I think we lived on the second floor of the place, but they had like, I don't know, it was like split up into different sections, like um, like townhome, I guess, kind of like that. There are like farms close by and we'd like run around and we'd like climb on trees and everything. And so, because that was like the only thing we had, you know, it was the land, like we had to make use of it because we were kids. Like we didn't really have toys or anything, you know, we had each other, which I think 
I think it was great because we were never bored since I had so many siblings. And I think that's, yeah, it was, I think when people think of like a homeless shelter, it's, it's not really like, doesn't really, there aren't really any positive connotations to it, I guess. But um, living there with my family, I was, it was actually a great experience, you know? So um, my family, uh, especially me and my brothers, it's because we were close. And I'm the only daughter, so I don't have any sisters. So they were the only ones that I could hang out with. I always annoyed my, my siblings and stuff. I think that's why it was so great because we were all so close together. So I think that's why we had so much fun together, even though it wasn't like our place, but we made it like we did all we could to make it like our place. It just felt like, like you could do anything, you know, it, it was like, I know this sounds kind of cringy, but it like, you felt like free, you know, cause there's like, there were no fences, like no boundaries or anything. It's just like the land to yourself, I guess. That's kind of what it felt like to me when I was little. When I was running around, I felt like everything was mine. I felt like all the trees were mine. <laughs> and yeah, it was just, I don't know how else to explain it. We would like use our imagination because, and we'd like, we do role play, I guess. We'd role play and like act like superheroes or whatever. And then one of us would be the villain, like me. I was the only girl, so I had to be the villain. I was chasing them around and it was just, oh, it's just so fun thinking about it. Um, but yeah, it was just, um, I think we had to use a lot of our imagination when we were little, especially because we didn't have a lot of things. But it was fun because we got to create a lot of stuff using the land, I guess, like, even the trees and like the sticks, like we built stuff with like the sticks or whatever. We made like, um, like kind of dolls, I guess, but out of like tree bark. <laughs> so I think, I think it was cool how we were able to like use all the resources on the land instead of actually getting things. Like we knew how to use, we knew how to use like the resources on the land to our advantage. You know. I'm actually part of the PATH program and a summer bridge program at Slick. And we usually go on hikes and stuff, but that's that's just the most I ever do with the mountains. I don't know, just it's it's because it's very different here and we don't have like that much, how do you say it? Like freedom or whatever, when it comes to here compared to Samoa, because we had like our own land in Samoa, you know, and we did like whatever we wanted, but here it's like, we're like a little, I don't know, we're like a lot more busy, I guess. And like, there's not really any time to do anything. But I think when we do, we usually like to like, we like to do family things together. We try to go on hikes together and like interact with with like everyone else, but we don't really have the time. We don't, I don't know. I love the mountains. I, I walk, oh, I look at the mountains every day. Well, that's the only place you, that, those are the only things you can see, but. <laughs>
I love it, especially when the sun goes down, like the sunset. It's so nice when you see like the silhouette of the mountains. It's just so beautiful. I was actually, I remember, I remember moving here for the first time because I was scared. I was scared because I didn't see, it was the first time seeing so many different people, first of all, because in Psalm 1, like you see like the same people, like, you know, like I saw like, Every other someone we knew in the village and whatever. But when we got here, it was just like so many unfamiliar faces. And like there's a lot more diversity here, too. So that was kind of surprising to me, too, seeing so much diversity here in Utah. And it was just I thought it was just really scary. I was like, there's so many mountains. Like it felt like kind of like small, like everything. It's like, I don't know. It was just. I was just so nervous. I was happy, but I was like, I was excited, but I had just so much adrenaline like rushing through my body. I was just like nervous and scared at the same time because I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> I didn't know why we moved here. And it was just, I was kind of confused, but excited to see that we were doing something new, I guess. I see, I see a lot of things with like Mecha and stuff like with Hispanic community and like other communities, but I don't really see a lot of things um, that involve Pacific Islander and Asian communities. And I think that's just one thing that I want to see more of, like more interaction with like people who are living in Utah, like Pacific Islander, Asian Americans living in Utah and like all other places come together and like celebrate our culture or like um like do whatever like what is it like advocating for like i don't know like diabetes or something like um because there's a lot of pacific islanders who are diabetic you know like i want to see like everyone come together and like get more involved because i feel like a lot of people who a lot of pacific islanders or whatever who moved to um, who moved to Utah, I guess, or just the U.S. in general, they're, like, not as connected with their culture. Because I know a lot of my friends who are, like, not as connected with their culture and stuff because they don't, they're not really involved with, like, other Pacific Islanders or, like, their family members. So that's that's something I really want to be a part of and I really want to see more of. I think one thing I want to say is just to like get more involved with your community and like your culture um because i feel like <clears throat> being rooted in your culture is such an important thing so i feel like we should have like more of those activities where we come together as a community and we experience our cultures and stuff and we show people what our culture is and why it's so important to us because i feel like that's such an important part of of us and our connection to to just like the earth as a whole and just everyone I guess I hope that makes sense <laughs> but yeah I feel like it's just it's so important for us to get together because I know there's so many of us and so many Pacific Islander and Asian Americans who want to get more involved with the community and their culture but they don't know where to start you know like my friends um I actually I graduated from Mana Academy, which is a cultural-based school. 
and we a lot of my friends there didn't know anything <laughs> about their culture or whatever didn't know anything about where their families came from until we went to Mana and that's when they started teaching us about our culture and that's when we also learned about everyone else's culture like Hawaiian culture Tahitian Marshallese like Tongan and I think it was just such a great experience being able to interact with everyone and getting to like teach people about their culture because I know a lot about my culture and someone culture and why it's important to me because I'm passionate about it you know and my family is also they're very passionate we're all passionate about our culture and I think um, just being able to um, to teach it to others who are wanting to know uh, more about who they are is just so important about we should, about like community interaction I guess. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the podcast. We'll be back next week with another entry in our series, Mountains and Stories, Building Community Among Asian Refugees and Immigrants. This series is supported by a Whiting Foundation Public Engagement Seed Grant. Thanks to Pixie and the Partygrass Boys for our theme music. Stay safe out there, stay healthy. Hope to see you next time.